Hey everyone, Dr. Tim and Hillary for another session of Dr. Tim's Aquatics Podcast. How you doing out there in the North Snow Covered Washington, Hillary? Oh, if only it was snow covered. It's pouring down rain right now. I haven't gotten any snow yet. Sad day. Mm-hmm. Oh well, it's coming. I, I hope so. I hope so. You're nice and warm in California, though. That's why it's called sunny Southern California. <laughs> yes, it's a balmy 55 degrees here. Oh. All, All right. right. Well, today we've got another, another. This is our first Q&A for the month. I feel like we're a little bit behind schedule. It's what, the 20th and we're just yeah, now. it's the holiday season. And... But you've been traveling. I've been traveling and uh, I think 17 hour time difference in Singapore was going to make <laughs> things a mess. So, yes. Yeah. That sounds fun. I you sent me some photos from that show of the fish. I I think I assume it was that show. Yes, with the discus, yes. that beautiful, like vibrant red discus. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the fish shows in Asia are amazing. They're they're just yeah, huge fish colors, everything. Yeah, and the million half a million dollar uh, shrimp aquarium. I sent oh you that God. one, didn't I? Yes, you did. I'm still yeah. like I kind of blocked that out. I'm like, there's no way. Those are yeah. shrimp. They're so tiny. Yeah, each shrimp was twenty thousand oh. dollars, and oh there gosh. was in there. Do the math. The aquarium was worth half a million bucks. Anyways, the show was great. Aquaculture show was good, and um, yeah, it was it was fun. It's just uh, jet lag coming back is a little crazy. I can only imagine. All right. Well, you want to go ahead and get started with yeah. Our let's questions. get started. Yes. Okay, so I've got a couple of them from YouTube today. Number one, hello, what material is the Remover Plus? Is it clay-based, ceramic, maybe zeolite? Remover Plus is a type of zeolite, yes. Sorry, I had to rack the Rolodex in the brain there. Yes, it's a type of zeolite. There's lots of different types of uh, zeolites, but that's what it is. All right. Yeah, we don't. I feel like we don't get a lot of questions. Most of our questions are about like cycling and stuff. So that's good. Good people are talking about the medias. Yep. Okay. Question number two: Is the new ammonia bottle still one drop or four drops? It says four on my bottle, but I wanted to make sure. Four drops. If the directions say four drops, use four drops. We haven't used one drop in ten years or more. more. Four drops per gallon. And that's the maximum. You don't have to do that. Like, I know um, if you're going to do like an axolotti tank, you know, or a tank where it's just one or two fish, four drops of ammonia, far ammonia, is a lot of ammonia. And that's for a tank that you're going to put a bunch of fish in at one time. If you're going to have just a few fish, or we get this all the time with you're going to have a beta. You do not need four drops. Uh, the the betta fish would take a month to excrete that much ammonia. So one drop is fine. Four drops is the maximum amount. You can do one drop uh, if you're keeping a lot, you know, a much smaller fish population or a species specific, just a betta. One drop is plenty to cycle with. And why that's important is you'll cycle faster because you 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 dump the pour the whole bottle of one and only into the tank, 
and then adding one drop, well, now you've got all these bacteria working on one drop of ammonia versus four. So, of course, they're going to be able to handle that ammonia faster. So your tank will get set up and cycle faster. And is it true? I don't know if I'm allowed to mention this. So if not, I'll just cut it out. Um, we're rewriting the uh, recipe cards. We are rewriting the recipe cards, or as we are calling them, prescription cards. Since Ooh. I'm a doctor giving you a prescription. That's, like the, that's that's the marketing department, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yes, we're rewriting them. Other, you know, so someone else other than me, um, because they won't, everybody's saying it's confusing. Right. Well, speaking of cycling questions, question number three is, I tried cycling my 20-gallon tank but it refuses to process ammonia after two months. I started with stability, but moved to this product after three weeks. I assume that's one and only. I dosed per the bottle recommendations, but it still refuses to process ammonia. I have a clownfish, sand, that's not live, and live rock, along with some dry rock. I stayed away from water changing in the first three weeks to allow bacteria to develop. However, as I was using tap water, there seems to be a lot of brown slash green sludge developing. I have since invested into your refresh product and also an RODI system to hopefully get over diatoms and allow good bacteria to grow. Is there anything I'm doing wrong or could do to speed up the process? Are more regular water changes recommended? And then I've got some values if you would like them. If, you, if your tank is, what do you say, a month old, Hillary? Uh, I believe this one is two months old. Two, if your tank is two months old, well, what are, I guess, what are the ammonia values? Well, since you asked, ammonia is 0.5. I'm going to give you the nitrate, which is zero. Nitrate, which is also zero. pH is between 8.2 and 8.4. And the temperature is 25 to 26 degrees Celsius. And they have at least a fish in there because they said clownfish. Yep. So the complex explanation is what he, this person's looking for. I think the simple explanation is their test kit's no good because a two-month-old tank, you have fish in there, you're feeding the fish, it's producing ammonia. You, you know, it has to. It's feeding, it's producing ammonia. And the ammonia is just 0.5. It, do they have a trend? Uh, you, you gave me the latest value or the... That's the only value. That's the only value. Yep. My, my, you know, think, think simple. We know the tank's two months old. We know the fish are alive. We know they're eating. So they have to be producing ammonia. But this person is saying it doesn't process. It is processing. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it has to be processing ammonia or, or the ammonia would be much, much higher. So my first thing to look at would be that this ammonia test kit is uh, no good. That's it's my gonna sound weird, but I like it when that's the answer because that's that's a fairly easy fix. You just get a new test kit. Yeah, or take take your water sample down to the store. But but a, a tank that's two months old with fish is going to cycle. And there's you know unless now if this were a freshwater tank then I'd be looking at pH because as you know up where you are Hillary the water's super soft no alkalinity no hardness so your pH is going to drop 
we've been through this. Once the pH drops, the ammonia is in the wrong form. So then the tank won't process, but that's because the pH is so low. But this is salt water. And yeah, it's just the simplest explanation is the test kit's giving you an incorrect value. Moving on to question number four. I am confused with your nitrifying bacteria. I have a two ounce one and only. Is it two capfuls for 10 gallons or do I just dump everything in the tank? Dump everything in the tank. There's no reason to save it unless you're going to cycle another tank. Um, and the more bacteria you add, the faster the tank will cycle. So our recommendation is when first starting out, shake well and pour the whole bottle in your tank. And the water may be a little bit cloudy, but that's normal. Yeah. And where the capfuls, um, I mean, we have a minimum because, you know, I understand it. You know, people try to save money. Um, we have one mil per gallon. The cap is uh, five mils. So, you know, it, we or we recommend 10 mils. Yeah, so you would do ca two capfuls um, in your tank. I would recommend reading the bottle because we, we have different size bottles with different size caps. Is that correct? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Read the the two ounce is the smallest, but it's easy just to pour the whole thing in there. You'll cycle faster and the bacteria don't do you any good sitting in a bottle. They're not wine. They're uh, not getting any better in the bottle. Question number five. Can you explain the concept of pre-filters? Um, if you have you know any chemical media or biological media, you need to filter the what mechanically filter the water. You to get the particulate, you know, the fish poop leaves, any type of detritus stuff that's floating around in the water. You need to filter that out, and that's called mechanical filtration before the water reaches the chemical media or the biological media so you don't clog it up if you don't have a filter and you can call that a pre-filter you've got to you know it's pre-filtering the water before it hits the media if you don't do that your media is then going to act as a mechanical filter too and it will get clogged up and then the water will channel and you won't get the effectiveness that you need so you should definitely have some type of a mechanical filter. It can be a sponge, filter floss, fuzzy pad, something like that before any of your chemical or biological media. And um, you could call that a pre-filter or just a mechanical filter. Let's move on to question number six. I have a bare bottom tank and a bare bottom sump with macroalgae and rock for the filtration, no skimmer. Nitrates and phosphates are zero. I've been trying to raise the nitrates by cleaning and cutting back on the algae and adding liquid nitrate with no success. I think next I will remove the rock in the sump and then if necessary, remove some of the rock in the display to see if that will help to raise the nitrates. I plan on keeping the macro going since it helps to control both nitrate and phosphate. As a last resort, I may add some sand since substrate seems to raise nitrates in the long run. I would be interested in any of your opinions on my plan. Well, my initial opinion is I don't think your plan is going to work because the rock is not absorbing or converting the nitrate. It's your macroalgae that is... Again, keep it simple. What's, you know, algae, plants, stuff like, you know, 
things like that, like nitrogen in the form of nitrate. So the first culprit in this thing that I would look at is the macroalgae and not the rock. And you even, this person even said it in their question, I'm going to keep the macroalgae because it helps control the nitrate. You, you have your answer. So maybe take out half your uh, macroalgae and see if your nitrate increases. But I don't think uh, taking out the rocks going to do anything. Does that make sense, Hiller? Yeah. No, I, I would have said the same thing. Yeah. Let's see. Question number seven. I bought your freshwater aquarium one and only live nitrifying bacteria. I was told to use two capfuls until finishing the bottle. And for some reason, after three weeks, I still can't buy fish because the tank is high in nitrates and the nitrate levels are off as well. I'm assuming that's supposed to be nitrates and nitrates. I utilized filtered water and bought a brand new tank. I've had the water tested three times and I'm not sure what else to do. Please advise as we're not able to get fish yet. Thank you. Well, we don't um, advise adding two capfuls, you know, every other day or every day, as we've already said in this podcast, shake and pour the whole bottle in. The bacteria don't do you any good in the bottle. Get them in the tank. Do we know if this is freshwater or salt? Uh, this is think... freshwater. Uh, well, well, they bought freshwater one and only, so I assume it's freshwater. That's true. That's that's good. Now, then they said they bought water, but I wonder, did they buy RODI water and start to tank up with RODI, which is a big no-no? Yeah. It says they utilize filtered water, so... I could be RO. Yeah, I don't, you know, don't really know. Um, but the tank is three weeks and they still have ammonia. Oh, they have uh, nitrite and nitrate. Yeah. I would say that this goes back to what we just talked about. They're using RODI water, which the bacteria can't live in and don't work in very well. And then their pH is really low. So uh, it's just bad conditions for the bacteria and bad conditions means slow cycling. So a follow-up to this would be to find out what kind of water they actually used. Was it RO water? And then what their pH and hardness and alkalinity are, but I'm willing to their uh, low. So what all this means is that when the water conditions are not optimal for the bacteria, it takes longer to cycle. And that's where they are. Um, can we just like, go through a quick rundown of what optimal conditions are. Op optimal conditions for nitrifying bacteria are a pH around eight. Hardness, you know, calcium and magnesium uh, above 100 milligrams per liter of calcium carbonate and alkalinity the same thing over a hundred you know calcium calcium carbonate those those are the optimal conditions southern california water basically colorado river water high alkalinity high hardness high ph the bacteria love that um and that means they work faster so any any of those go out of that optimal range doesn't mean the bacteria are going to die it just means they're going to work slower like up, like I mentioned earlier, Pacific Northwest, all that rain that's coming down on top of you, it's very pure. It, it has no alkalinity, very little hardness, and, and low pH, you know, below it's seven or so. And those are conditions the bacteria don't do well in, goldfish, Australian rainbows, you know, all sorts of fish don't like that, that super soft water. Doesn't mean the bacteria don't work, it just means they're going to work much, much slower. Does that answer your question? 
think so. Did you mention temperature? T- temperature, we grow the bacteria at 85 Fahrenheit. So uh, 78, 76, you know, in the 70s is fine. Uh, if you're going to keep, it, it, say you're going to do goldfish, you're not going to heat the tank. Well, if you're doing fishless cycling, have a heater and heat and, and cycle at a warmer temperature and then unplug the heater, let it go back down, um, you know, into that 60s. Uh, again, the bacteria are going to work slower at the colder temperatures. Optimal temperatures in the high 70s, low 80s. Okay. Yep. That answers all. Question number nine. I have an all-in-one 20-gallon tank that's three years old. I used to dose 20 mLs per week of waste away and 20 of EcoBalance alternating weeks. I used a skimmer. Now I stopped using a skimmer and my tank doesn't have a major algae issue. Can I dose waste away and eco balance similar to before without a skimmer or should I be using a skimmer? Well, it it all depends on what you're trying to do. Um, If you have high nitrate and phosphate and you're trying to use a bacteria, our bacteria to reduce those, then you need Oh, a skimmer is the easiest way to do it. You can do it with a filter sock or other ways because what's happening is the bacteria in the water, the bacteria in the water are assimilating or or we'll say eating the nitrates and phosphates and growing more bacteria. So now you've converted the phosphates and nitrate into bacteria and you got to get rid of the bacteria and a skimmer does that really, really well. So that's why you need a skimmer because it's automatically removing the bacteria that are growing on the phosphates and nitrates. If you don't have a skimmer, then a filter sock would work because it'll eventually become clogged with the bacterial biomass. And then you've got to change and clean that. That's one way of doing it. Ozone and UV don't work very well because all that's going to do is kill the bacteria and then they'll decay and release the nitrate and phosphate back into the water. Uh, so you, ne- you need some type of mechanism if you're trying to control nitrates and phosphates of removing the bacteria. But if your nitrates and phosphates are fine and you're just trying to maintain you know clean uh, surfaces, you, know, you don't want that film on the inside of your glass, then dosing the waste away is fine. And do we know if it's a freshwater or saltwater aquarium? Uh, so it's 20 all in one, but I don't think it's said. Yeah. It doesn't say. See, and, and I've kept small tanks with with a you know one or two species of, of coral. You just let the coral take over. And what do coral do? They filter feed all day long. And so adding the waste away to clean up the organics and keep the, the slime off the front that produces more bacteria, which the corals will eat. And you can find a balance. You know, your corals will look uh, much better because that's what they do in nature is they filter feed 24-7. They're not eating copepods and rotifers. They're filter feeding bacteria out of the water. So you just ha- you have to strike a balance uh, between how much waste away you're adding and your corals. But you don't have to have a skimmer. It all depends on what you're trying to accomplish by using the waste away and the eco balance. Moving on, question number 10. Do I follow the fishless cycle method the same way if I have plants in the tank? Um, you can, but I would reduce the amount of ammonia. High ammonia can um, harm you know, some, some plants. 
fine-leafed plants. If what I would really recommend is that you cycle and then plant the tank instead of plant the tank and then cycle. That way you don't have to worry about it. But if the tank is already planted and you're going to do official cycling, cut the ammonia by half is uh, what I would recommend. Question number 11. I'm using your recipe to get rid of the hair algae in my tank and I I purchased refresh and waste away. I'm on day four and I've already treated my 240 gallon reef tank with two treatments of refresh. I'm concerned because my hair algae doesn't seem to be going away. Is there another thing I should do with a heavy coral tank or should I proceed to use refresh for a third application? Well, you can definitely use refresh for a third or even fourth application, but hair algae is, I mean, next to black beard algae, hair algae is the hardest one to get rid of. In this case, if I mean, what we always recommend is you try to manually remove as much as you can. And then the other thing I'd look at, because the person said it's big, a lot of coral, is what is your blue? Most people have their blue channel on their lights up too high, unless your tank is really deep, you know, top to bottom, not front to back. Um, you don't need 100%, even 60 70 80% blue. Because uh, the blue light is what goes all the way to the bottom of the tank. It's it's the channel that provides the photosynthetic wavelength that you need, and, well, the, the corals need, but also the algae and the hair algae and everything else. So if you're running high blue, you're kind of promoting the growth of hair algae and these other nu- uh, nuisance uh, algaes, and so you might cut that back a little bit. But first would be to f- try to physically remove as much as you can, especially the hair algae, because it's just a, it's hard to get rid of. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. I had a 180-gallon tank, and I had issues with hair algae. And in addition to cutting back feeding, I think I manually removed a whole bunch of it. And then I feel like I did at least three applications before I finally really got it yeah, it, it wasn't doing three or four applications is is fine, but it's just uh, you got to be persistent because that's just nasty stuff. Yeah, have patience. Okay, question number twelve. Hi there. I've used Dr. Tim's one and only fresh water with your ammonium chloride to do a fishless cycle. My ammonia was gone within a couple of days, but the nitrites went up and have not moved for four weeks now. I've done a water change and still nothing. What else can I do? I rescued a tiger, Oscar, from a tiny tank, which she is still in because I can't get the 125 cycles. Nitrite has been high for four weeks, but we don't have a value, right? We just high. Nope. I don't have any numbers for you on this one. Assuming, I mean, why wouldn't, why wouldn't a person give us the truth that it is high, then I would say, and we know it's fresh water because it's a Tiger Oscar. I would say this tank has got low pH and low alkalinity. I mean, it don't, there, there's here's my thinking: you have high nitrite. Why aren't the bacteria there? Why aren't they growing? Why aren't they processing? Well, the simplest reason for that is the water conditions are not what they need to be. And that means low pH, low alkalinity, low hardness. 
And those are the first things that I would check is that the water chemistry is, is not what it needs to be for the bacteria or an Oscar. Oscars really don't like that, that water. Okay. That's well, good luck to you. Check. I hope you can uh, get your tank cycled and yep. that Oscar in there. Yeah. Cause I'm assuming the tank's not bare bottom and there's media and there's flow and there's things like that. So question number 13 I was curious if the saltwater waste away can be used with the saltwater eco balance. Thank you for your help. Well, they can be used, but we do not recommend using them on the same day unless you cut back on both. The reason being, if you do a full dose of the waste away, you know, both of them, you're you're gonna run the risk of overdosing the tank with bacteria and getting a bacterial bloom, but they can be used if you cut back or Use one and then wait 24 hours or 48 hours and use the other. Question number 14. We have a large freshwater recirculating system that used to house a lot more fish. We don't have as many in our system any longer, and we're a bit concerned about not having enough waste to maintain our biofilter. Is it possible to add ammonium chloride to a system that already houses fish? Is there a dosage that you would recommend? Thank you. The dosage I'd recommend is zero. I do not recommend adding ammonia to a tank that has animals. And, and then, you know, what's, I don't know what the purpose is. Well, well, first off, it's not good for the animal and we never want to harm the animal. There's no, there's no reason to do that. Um, if you're trying to increase the population of bacteria because you're going to add more fish, the uh, thing to do would be to start feeding more, you know, feed, feed the animal or animals that you have, feed them more often, smaller amounts, uh, several times a day, or throw some food in there and let it decay. Uh, and the bacteria will take care of that. But the best thing to do would be to, you know, start, and I never really recommend overfeeding, but, you know, you're trying to produce some more ammonia. And the, the difference there is that when you're when you're feeding the animal, the ammonia is being excreted over time, and the bacteria can take that rather than dosing ammonia. And then you make a mistake, and it's just not right to dose ammonia in a tank with fish. So I'd never recommend that. Just start feeding more. I never thought one of your answers would be to feed more. Yeah, neither would <laughs> I. <laughs> but that's, yeah, so I hesitated to say that. Um, everybody overfeeds. Because the question is, why do you, you know, why do you want the bigger population? And, you know, in the bacteria, unless you are really adding a large amount of fish, you know, say, say the tank had 50 fish and you went down to one and it had one fish for a long, long time. And then you wanted to go instantaneously back to 50, that would be a problem. But just because you haven't had a lot of fish and a lot of ammonia doesn't necessarily mean the bacteria aren't there. Now, they could be um, have been eaten by worms and stuff because, you know, their food, everything's food for something else. But the other thing is, is the bacteria cells, remember, ammonia oxidizers, nitrite oxidizers are very, very patient. And they could just be waiting for the time when the ammonia increases. And so you could add the, the fish and slowly increase the feed, you know, feed very little and then slowly increase and, of course, be measuring ammonia and nitrite as you go. But um, 
that that would be another way to do it is to add the fish and feed uh, sparingly, but the, don't don't add ammonia to your tank. Let's move on to question number fifteen. Can the bio beads work for freshwater cichlid tanks? Which products are useful in freshwater systems? Well, all our products are useful in freshwater systems, or we wouldn't sell them. But yeah, bio beads work fine. And there's actually there's a person that uh, had a cichlid has a cichlid tank, as far as I know, still does. And what they did was they uh, built a tray filter system. So I talked earlier about having to mechanically filter out. You don't, freshwater systems generally don't have a skimmer. Okay. So what this person did was make a tray system where they had a coarse mechanical filter. And then under that was a medium mechanical filter. And then under that was a fine mechanical filter. And you're trapping, eventually that fine mechanical filter becomes clogged up and you just, it's inexpensive, you just roll it up and throw it away because that's where all the bacteria are being trapped. It takes some time to develop, but it will work. So, or you can do a filter sock. And because what's going to happen, the beads are going to um, be a surface that the bacteria are going to grow on. But as those beads are churning and rubbing against each other, the bacterial biomass is coming off. And this is what normally the skimmer would remove that bacterial biomass or the corals would eat it. But now in a freshwater system, you don't have the skimmer, you don't have the corals. So you've got to find some place to trap and remove that. And that can be a filter sock or that can be fine filter pads, something like that. And just realize, especially in the beginning, that if your nitrate is really high, you're going to be producing a fair amount of biomass and you're going to have to change your mechanical filter a lot. Uh, and then once the system settles down and the nitrate drops down into the 10 to 20, you're not going to be producing as much biomass. So you won't have to clean your mechanical filter as often. But in the beginning, we went, we've had people that have had nitrate two, three, four hundred parts per million. And uh, that's going to produce a lot of bacterial biomass in the beginning. Yes. So if you're listening to this podcast version, make sure, and you're interested, check out the YouTube version. We'll have that extra information for you. Number 16. Hi, I have one of your waste away cages that you stick on the inside of the tank to dose bacteria over a period of time. But I have a quick question. Is the liquid inside supposed to disappear? It's been in my tank for over two months and it's just turned pale with a little bit of dissolving. The, the gel inside, that's why they're called the uh, gels um, will not disappear. It's designed that way. It will turn pale and that tells you that you need to change it, but it will not disappear. So once it turned pale, which is around 30 days, you should exchange it out uh, for a new one, but waiting for it to dissolve, it's not going to dissolve. So nope. It does not dissolve. And this is another one. I'll try and add a photo in the YouTube version of this. So if you want to see what a used cartridge cartridge looks like, make sure to check out that version. Question number 17. I started my cycle and have a Red Sea Reefer 350, which is 72 gallons, but the whole system is 90 with the sump. When I put in the ammonia on day one, I put it in for 90 by mistake. What should I do for day three? Do I correct the amount of ammonia for 72 gallons or should I go with less? Well, the first thing to do is measure what your ammonia is. It isn't automatic that you add the ammonia on day three. Only if you're 
ammonia and nitrite are below 0.5 or, or at least below one, do you add more ammonia? So don't, don't complicate things. Don't rack your brain on this. Measure ammonia, measure nitrite. If both are low, then start, you know, add the right dosage. But don't blindly just keep on adding ammonia because every tank filters or cycles at a different rate. And if you just add ammonia every you know day one, day three, day five, you may be adding too much and it builds too much and then the whole system stalls. So when you're fishless cycling, you really need to have test kits to tell you where you are. And shameless plug. We sell test kits. Yes, we do. All right. Question number 18. Hi, guys. I'm a newbie battling an outbreak of dinos. I want to follow Dr. Tim's protocol with refresh and waste away. I saw an interview Dr. Tim gave where he recommended maintaining 0.05 parts per million phosphate and 5 parts per million nitrate. I'm at 0.03 phosphate and 10 nitrate. Well, I want to dose phosphates to bring them up. The product description for Waste Away mentions that it decreases phosphate and nitrate. So will dosing to increase the phosphate negate the effect? You know, I, I wouldn't dose intentionally unless, you know, your values were zero, zero. At this point, I might increase the feeding a little bit. Uh, you know, 0 0.03, 0 0.05, uh, nope. You, you don't have an analytical instrument with it, you know, within the margin of error of even electronic ones, you're at the same value there. I wouldn't sweat this too much. Uh, your FOSS, you know, what my first question is, is your, would be, is your tank looking any better? You know, have, have the dyno started to go away? But I would do it more naturally by just increasing the feeding. I wouldn't be adding any type of phosphate chemical in this case. Really okay. not a big fan of adding chemicals without a specific reason. And, and you have to realize, folks, even the test kits that we sell, uh, full disclosure, they are not analytical instruments. Even meters that give you a reading you know, the difference between 0.03 and 0.05, unless you're in an analytical lab using real techniques with clean software and everything, or clean glassware and everything, you, you can't get that resolution between, you know, that it's really 0.03 to different than 0.05. So I'm, I'm on my soapbox here, Hillary. <laughs> Stop worrying about the numbers, folks. It's pretty much the same. Question number 19. Ooh, this is a short one. I have an all-in-one without a skimmer. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we've got to make lots of assumptions here. We're going to assume that you're going to do a saltwater tank. You can do saltwater tanks without skimmers. What does that mean? It means that you have to probably do water changes a little bit more often. It means that you can't add every fish, coral, and everything else that you want. It means you have to watch what you feed or not only what you feed, how much you feed, uh, but you can have a 20 gallon tank. I would, without a skimmer, I would go heavy into corals and then light, you know, some small fish. And there's lots of choices out there for small fish that you can have and then feed light and, and you'll be fine. And you're, you're going to have to do a little bit more maintenance of water changes. Use the, in this case, a uh, nice plug for our gels because the gels are a protein skimmer in a cartridge because they'll release bacteria. The bacteria will consume the nitrates, phosphates, any of the organics. And then because they're not being removed by the skimmer, they will be food for the corals that are filter feeding in your tank. 
So you don't have to have a skimmer. Most people have too big of a skimmer and they over skim and they, they rely on it too much and it just causes headaches. But you have to realize without a skimmer, there are limits to what you can do. Time for one more, making it even 20. Yes, actually. I have one, <laughs> exactly one left. Okay. So I, I don't see her questions, folks. This is nope. all blind to me. Last question of the podcast. I have two German blue rams in a 10-gallon quarantine tank. I test with the API master test kit. Ammonia is at zero. Nitrite is at 0.5. Should I do a water change or add more one and only? The fish are nicely colored and not gasping for air. And generally... They just hang out. If I feed them, they don't go up to the top, but I have seen them eating detritus from the bottom. Never seen a German ram go up to the top of the aquarium. They prefer to hover at the bottom. So that's natural behavior. They're eating. The color is good. But this is a hospital tank or a quarantine tank? Yeah, they said it's a quarantine tank. I mean, you know, I would add some, uh, we don't know what your media is, but I would add some more one and only. Uh, Nitrite at 0.5 is not toxic, but you'd rather have it at zero. You could add a little bit more one and only, but you need to have some media for that one and only. Just putting in PVC pieces is not very good. At least a sponge filter, or as I've said many times, I like a layer of marbles. Just a media for the bacteria to grow on because they don't grow well on bare bottom takes. Well, that wraps it up. Well, everyone, thank you very much for listening. And we'll be back later this week for another podcast. But right now, happy holidays to everyone. And uh, this has been Dr. Tim and Hillary for another session of Dr. Tim's Aquatics podcast.